thanks so much for tuning into this bonus episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie. This episode is broken up into two segments, hosted by Jacqueline Coley and new co-host Alexis Page. In our very first segment, Jacqueline Coley interviews Jennifer Sinsky. Jennifer Sinsky is the co-founder of RSVP Stir. Coming up very shortly, March 11th through the 15th, is South by Southwest Music and Film Interactive in Austin, Texas, one of the biggest music, film, and tech festivals of the year. And Jacqueline talks to Jennifer about RSVP Stir. RSVP Stir helps you get on a list without the clicks and invites you to unofficial interactive film and music panels. So it does a lot of the legwork in getting you set up for all of these invites to the panels, the parties, and you have the ease of where you want to go by way of using the RSVP Stir app. So Jennifer breaks it down for us in that segment. In our second segment, new host Alexis Page interviews Doree Say. Doree Say is an actress and producer known for films like Overture, Tangerine Land, and Helpless. She discusses her latest film, Split Lip, with Alexis Page. They talk not only about her career in the film industry, but also fun, geeky stuff like 29 Days of Black Cosplay, Harry Potter, anime, K-pop, all fun things, and what it is to be a black girl nerd. So it's a very fun, quirky, interesting interview, and it was really great and honored to have Alexis chat with Dorise and also have Dorie come on our podcast to discuss her career. So I hope you enjoy these two great segments. Take notes. I think you'll get a lot out of each interview, whether you're interested in attending South by Southwest this year, or if you're someone that's interested in the film industry, get some cues and tips from someone who's a seasoned actress. And I thank you so much for tuning in. And our BGM podcast extra is coming at you. Jennifer Sinsky, and she's the co-founder of RSVPster.com. And RSVPster, for those of you that don't know, is the first website that you should go to whenever you decide that you're going to South by Southwest as either a badge holder or not. Um, it is basically your number one place to go to find out what are going to be the fun events and parties that are available during the South by Southwest conference here in Austin. So, Jennifer, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about South By. It's going to be up so soon. I know. We're excited, too. So this year, BGN, uh, Black Girl Nerds, we're going to be doing uh, live coverage throughout the conference. And so our listeners can follow us on hashtag BGN South By Southwest, which is BGNSXSW. So tell us a little bit about um, RSVP Stir for those that don't know exactly what the site is and what it does. Sure, yeah. So RSVPster actually started in 2011, and I can't believe it's been so long that I've been doing this now, but it's a pretty simple idea. South by has so many events, and so many events are also unofficial parties that require an RSVP to attend. 
And because of that, just the influx of events and sorting through them and wanting to know where your friends are going, um, I kind of realized, you know, maybe that there was a market for someone to help with the, the party planning for you, be your kind of party concierge. So uh, my co-founder and I, Miles Dahman, he has a web development background and I have a PR background. And together we were just kind of able to collect all the party information and keep people updated via social media. And then slowly over time, we've just gained a following of users who use our service. And it's pretty simple. You either pay 30 to $40. It's $40 if you want all interactive and all music parties and $30 if you just want interactive or you just want music events. And we just RCP you just as you would do for yourself with your name and your email contact, your work info, to all the various events running this year between March 11th and 20th here in Austin for the festival. I mean, you guys have been featured on Forbes as well as Fast Company. Um, talk to us a little bit about the founding of it. Did you have the vision that it would come this far and get this big? Um, definitely did not have the vision, definitely did not go into this writing a business plan of any kind. It really started from just being, I live in Austin, I've lived in Austin for um, coming up almost on 10 years, and when I was in college, it was always a big, big deal to go to South By and go to the events, and it was kind of just really difficult to figure out everything that was going on. And back in 2011, I was working for the editor of Thrillist.com, and he was saying, you know, I'm getting invited to so many different things for South By, I just can't keep up. I wish there was some way to kind of help me do this for, you know, to do this for me. And, you know, I was like, well, I wonder if I just, tried to launch a really quick site and just got some Twitter, got a Twitter account, got a Facebook page up, like how many people would be interested. And the first year we had about 300 people sign up, which I was totally overwhelmed by. Um, and then after that, it's just grown from there. So it really came from, I guess, a necessity even as an Austinite to try to navigate everything that's going on. And then a familiarity with the scene in general of just knowing what parties were cool for having gone to the festival for so long. Yeah, and so now, can you tell us how many people sign up for RSVP store? Maybe what you guys did last year, I guess? Um, last year, we had quite a lot. I mean, last year, we were almost to 5,000 people. We never really had the intention of, you know, wanting 20,000 people to sign up for this. Because we do see it as we want people to try to get into the events that they are RSVP. And we understand that events have capacity and venues have capacity. So our kind of goal um, for numbers is, you know, we love the kind of four to 5,000 range we find is, is doable as far as taking that many people on for the site. You guys definitely have a huge Twitter presence, and that's kind of how you've driven the whole, I would say, the, the media around the site. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys use that to kind of drive the site and the whole atmosphere of South by Southwest? Yeah, well, I personally really love Twitter. I use it a lot for, you know, my work as a publicist, and I've always just been really active on Twitter personally. And we found for our Easter that there's a really amazing community of people who are just obsessed with the festival, and all of them have Twitter accounts, and we've become friends with a lot of those people over the past, you know, three or four years of doing this. And South by Twitter is kind of its own game. Like, so many things get announced first on Twitter, whether it be new party, here's the RCP link, 
here's all the info on it. And we were kind of finding that Twitter is the fastest source to get that information. It's funny because Twitter actually, you know, as a product debuted at South by. Twitter is where we find a lot of info and it's also where we find people are finding us. And so our traffic for the site and people signing up is primarily driven through people finding us on social media. We really don't advertise. Um, we, for the most part, it's kind of just really organic and I'm running the Twitter account, uh, Miles, my co-founder, is running the Twitter account, and we're trying to answer people quickly on there and then also get out all the party information. I can definitely attest to, like, if you have the right hashtags and if you know about the right events, you're definitely going to be able to find some interesting. Can you talk a little bit about how being maybe a, a female founder, anything that you kind of noticed as far as maybe some of the changes when they talk about diversity in tech since you work with a lot of these interactive companies? Yeah, I mean... I think for me, it was. It took me a while to consider myself um, even a business owner of RSVP store because for me, it was like something fun that we were doing and we were being successful at, and that you know we love to continue to grow but have mindful growth. And I kind of felt like, at least within the Austin startup scene, that no one really took me very seriously, <laughs> or no one really even considered RSVP store a startup. When I think, arguably, we have more users in you know, more engagement with our users than a lot of other early uh, companies have. It was kind of, for me, just, you know, taking myself seriously, um, trying to put the company out there more, trying to position it more as a real business and learning how to do that with no real, I mean, I went to school and have a political science degree, but I didn't really know how to start a business. It was just kind of trial and error. So that was definitely one thing is believing in yourself and being confident in it. And then I think in Austin too, and even beyond it, and in the tech world, is just going after whatever you want and trying to make the connections that you need to further your career along. Like within PR, within RCP store, within the companies I work for, um, the most successful people are always those who are incredibly driven and willing to do whatever it takes to make their vision work. And I think South by itself is a good example of that. Going to the conference and meeting people and networking is going to be so, so invaluable for anybody who has a, a dream to start a business or already is working in one because I've just found by going to the conference and having the badge and going to the panels and using it to learn has made me more successful. I noticed that too, you know, we talk a lot on the site and online about, you know, these tech companies and they definitely want to make sure they stress that they're, they're changing their motto because it is kind of a boys club and it is kind of, you know, it has a certain demographic and I feel like sites like yours can show them like, it comes from, you know, a PR background, but it's still a startup. Um, yeah, I love to, I'm not, um, for those that live in Austin, I feel like this, even this past year, Austin has had a lot of uh, growth with, you know, really supporting women in business, and there's a group called Boss Babes ATX, and the founder, Jane Claire, is just so smart and really cool, and I just really admire her, and her whole vision is just, bring together women who are in the creative scene. You know, she has a blog and she has other things like that. So it's really cool to see, I think, especially in Austin, a wave of women who are particularly, you know, age like 25 to 35, 
really supporting each other where I've never really kind of noticed that before this past year or so. Well, that's awesome. You've been through South by about as long as I have. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you've seen as far as the changes in the conference? Because again, just to give our audience kind of an overview, South by Southwest is really like four conferences. It encompasses tech and media and music and film, and it's all put together in this very quick 14-day event. And so it has a lot of, you know, influence to it. What have you noticed in the changes from when you were first coming to now, for good or for bad? Well, I think that, you know, you bring up a great point. Like, it's not just one conference. There's so many different audiences over that, uh, you know, the 11th through the 20th in March, those, those days. Um, I personally really enjoy interactive much more now than I used to. I used to be all about the free music day party and just whatever bands I could see. And now I kind of see it as, you know, two distinct uh weeks of the interactive part with a lot of learning opportunities, certainly a lot of parties too, and the music part really about discovery. I think South by this year in particular, a lot of the bands that have been announced, there's uh, there's 1,900 official bands that are playing official showcases, plus all of the bands that are playing unofficial parties um, throughout the week, and it's so great to discover artists that you would have never heard of because you wander, you know, you randomly go to a show at Sherp Charlie's or you randomly go to a show at Mohawk and discover a band that by this time next year could be huge. But it kind of feels like brands have gotten a little bit smarter with how they're doing things and instead of just being, okay, giant free day show with free beer. I see a lot of my PR clients kind of looking for like, oh, we want a more intimate event or we want, you know, an event that's really targeted towards a specific person. So I think it's scaled back a lot, a lot of opportunity for music discovery, uh, maybe less of the crazy, you know, we don't have Lady Gaga in a vending machine anymore. Um, so it's kind of changed a lot, but it's still so much going on. Yeah, and I think that's actually for the best because for a long time I feel with South by the conference, they just thought like, you know, the Texas motto, bigger is better. And I think over the years they've kind of realized We've gotten to a good size now. We don't need to make it any bigger. We just need to make it better. That's conference-wide, not just with, I think, the vendors or the advertisers, you know? People who, everybody who programs South by on the official side does amazing stuff, and they're so smart. And, you know, there was a quote from the founder of Foursquare. It was two years ago when I was at the festival, and he was like, this is the week that we all can pretend we live in the future because you're just hearing about so many amazing ideas that people have. Um, on all fronts and so the programming I think is really really stepped up and is super interesting and I love that they've added South by Style and that they have South by Sports and now that this year seems to have a huge focus on food so they're doing South Bites. The culinary world has really embraced the festival and the festival is reaching back out and kind of highlighting those people and seeing what's next in, in food not just music and tech. And I think, like, as we've been talking, I'm sure, you know, some folks are just like, wow, this sounds like so much. I'm completely overwhelmed, which is typically what happens with people when they come to South by. So for you, um, as a veteran and someone that works within it, you've got a first timer. They Let's say they've got their badge, although you can definitely enjoy the whole conference without it. But assuming they have their badge and they've just stepped off the plane and they're heading to their hotel and they're freaking out about all these things going on, what would be your three quick kind of pieces of advice for them um, for how to make the most out of their South by Southwest? Um, well, as an Austin, I guess I should tell them to first um, grab a taco and an Austin beer with beer. Those are my two favorite things. Um, I think, you know, you, you can't get overwhelmed, and I always have the best 
experiences with a lack of planning, honestly. Like, I try to plan my day as much as I can with what panels I want to go to and what parties I want to go to, and I try to look at my schedule. So I, you know, look through the RSVP Easter calendar, try to schedule your day as much as you can, and if you don't stick to it, don't get mad at yourself. Like, last year, for example, I um, it was raining, and a friend of mine was like, do you want to go see Snoop Dogg right now? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was incredible. Like, that was no way planned and had no idea that I would be in that situation when I woke up in the morning. So I think, you know, just going with the flow, talking to people when you're in line or when you are coming out of a panel, you know, asking other people around you what they're really excited about to go to because you could hear about even more stuff. And then I also really suggest is um, as much as you can try to keep up with social media and Twitter during the festival because there's so much kind of breaking, I guess, from Twitter. You can find additional opportunities, especially if you have like a lull in your day. You might see like, oh, this artist is playing, you know, Hype Hotel or somebody's at Mohawk. You're right. It's the whole community that kind of makes that, that all work well. Anything you're looking forward to this year that's been announced? I know as our audience, we are definitely excited about, you know, Kerry Washington is doing a panel. We have the Preacher premiere. And I mean, I just heard yesterday that IBM Watson is going to be there to, you know, show that it can diagnose better than doctors. I mean, it's going to be a big conference, but what are you looking forward to? So the show Mr. Robot is going to have a full Ferris wheel, giant Ferris wheel on Congress, which sounds crazy as part of their <laughs> activation. I think that's going to be really fun. I love everything that happens at the Mohawk. Um, usually Vans takes it over for their House of Vans shows. That's one of my favorite places just to be for the entire festival. Um, I'm also really excited for anything that Hype Machine does and Hype Hotel. And then film stuff also, like you mentioned, is going to be really exciting this year. The Pee Wee Herman film is going to premiere. And then I think, you know, every day there's really going to be something crazy, uh, exciting going on. Well, I just, um, real quick, why don't you tell folks where they can find you online? Um, obviously at rscpster.com. If you plan on attending South by Southwest, you can sign up there for RSVPing for all of the fun events that are available. And where else can they find you? Yeah, so rscpster.com, um, if you want to see the parties, it's rscpster.com slash all the parties. Um, we're on Twitter at rscpster, and we're on Facebook, and the page is rscpster. And just follow us on social throughout the fest, and we hope to have more parties be announced. Um, another one I forgot, Spotify is already out, and that looks amazing. So there's so much happening every day, and we'll do our best to keep everybody updated. And then um, really, you know, there's some other great Twitter accounts, too. And we have a list on our site of all the Twitter accounts to follow so you can keep up with all information about the fest. Well, Jennifer, again, thank you for sitting down with us. We'll keep in touch during the festival. And um, don't forget to hashtag BGN South by Southwest um, to keep up to date for all the things happening during South by. Thank you. Thank you. This segment, we'll be talking to LA-based actress Dorsey, who has started several short films and feature films, along with some web series. She continues to hone her craft at the Joanne Barron D.W. Brown Studio, where she writes screenplays and enjoys life through means of the boba meat tea, church, and Korean pop music. 
and just like all of us, she is a black girl. Hey, thank you for having me. You're welcome. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I did a lot of running around today, but I'm so glad I get to just sit and chill and talk with you. Oh, yay. Talking is like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> but we're not here about me. Yeah, we're here about you. So how long have you been acting? Uh, technically since I was 12. Um, and then professionally since I was 18, I didn't take it seriously until I was 18. Cause up until then it was just a competition with friends. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So, um, what can you tell me about your experience as a black female, female actor in Los Angeles? I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough. It's, it's definitely not easy when they say that it's not easy. Um, it's the truth. Luckily enough, a lot of people are, um, really starting to shake up Hollywood right now. And what's in is diversity. And there's a lot, there has been a lot more opportunities for us to sort of break in that way. And that's been cool to experience. It's really nice to be like kind of at the cusp of it and, and to see what's changing. It's really exciting. That's awesome. So can you give me some quick pros and cons maybe? Yeah. Okay, so the the pros, or you know, maybe bad news first, right? Or like, let, let's start with cons. Cons, um, the roles are very specific. When they want a black actress, they want a specific black actress for a specific type of role. Um, for example, um, and thank goodness I haven't had to play maybe the um, quote stereotypical unquote roles like um, the single mother. A, a, a prostitute or, or um, you know, somebody who's been abused or, you know what I mean? Like just something that uh, Hollywood has shaped us and has, has sort of cornered us into for a while. I haven't had to play any of those roles, um, but I guess that would be a con is that when they want a black female, they know exactly what kind of black actress they're looking for. Um, some of the pros that I've encountered, which have been really cool, is that I, I guess, don't tend to fit one role or another. I kind of confuse um, casting directors. And some people would say that that's a bad thing. They don't know what to cast you in. But then if they are kind of curious and they want to see what you can do, you end up going in for a couple of different things. Like I've been into one room where one casting director was casting like this really heavy, uh, dramatic piece. And then I, I, I didn't book that role, but then she called me in for like something that was super quirky and really funny and light, a complete 180 from that, that first thing that I did. Um, so that's been fun to play around with and to meet people. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. No, that's really cool. I, I get what you mean about the, like, you can play anything. You know, I think that's the one benefit of being black. We don't look, we all look different. So we can look a lot of different things. Exactly. And that's been, that's been so much fun to see because when you're, when you're auditioning, you're, you're meeting, I guess, yeah, you're meeting your competition, but everybody, like you just said, is so different that it's like, you, you can't help but root for one another, or at least want to root for that other, you know, in the room. Awesome. That's our, that's great. I really like that. I like that. I never thought about that, you know, that being different can be a positive thing. 
Absolutely. You learn to work with what's unique about you because if you if you don't embrace that, you know, not only are they going to see your insecurities in the room, they're they're going to just say, okay, well, my initial instinct about, you know, this certain type of look that I was going for was right. And what you want to do is you want to be the solution to their their questions, um, their problems. You you want them to look at you in a way that's like, oh, this is new. This is fresh. I like this. So let me go with that, you know, embrace your uniqueness. Uh, what has been one of your favorite roles most recently? Most recently. So I'm doing a project called Split Lip and it's super action packed. I barely have any lines, but it's great for me because I tend to rely on lines for like characterization. But with this, it's really about action. It's movement. It's physical. Um, and it's really been a challenge for me. Um, but it, it's been a great challenge. I get to do a lot of I have to kick a lot of butt in this, and uh, there's some pretty heavy, dramatic, and um, just fun things that I get to work with as an actor. Um, also, what's another role that I got to play that's been really fun? Um, I got to play a role that was most like myself. Actually, a couple years ago, maybe one or two years ago, it's still one of my favorite roles, but she, this character, she has dry humor. She's blunt um she tells it like it is um i would like to say that i'm blunt but it <laughs> i don't i don't really consider myself that way um but it was a lot of fun getting to play someone like that and uh and yeah those are the two roles that i think i'm i'm most proud of okay that's great yeah as an occasional actor myself it is fun to play a role that's opposite of you Yes, it really stretches you out as a person, right? And it, it, it sort of makes you have to go beyond that of what you already know. It either makes you feel like a better person or like a worse person, depending on the character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you brought up spit lip, which is one of the reasons why we have you here. So can you tell, what else can you tell me about it? Yeah, um, so the, the project is about a girl named Set, and she makes this um, horrible mistake. And basically the entire film is her trying to run and rectify this mistake before it truly affects her life. Um, and it, it ends up catching up with her, this mistake, and she's having to fight these like really intense scenes with these guys that are like twice her size and like <laughs> she it, it's a journey it's quite the journey um I don't want to give away too too much um especially about you know what that particular mistake is because that's basically the film but um yeah it's been a lot of fun uh it's a lot of bad people doing bad things fighting each other <laughs> essentially so Sounds like my kind of movie. <laughs> I know you guys have an Indiegogo account. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so that I think it's called the final round split feature. And yeah, we have four more days of shooting um, to film, but these locations take place in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, um, locations are are pretty penny. So we have to raise a couple of a uh, couple more funds, some more monies. Um, but the full trailer, as well as the um, 
synopsis breakdown is up there as well, and it's it's looking good. We've already filmed over half of the film, and then, you know, we couldn't have done a better job, I think. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so you said she's like a fighter, you know, so what, what have been some things, you know, filming wise, like, you know, has it been physically hard and challenging? (laughs) Um, yes. So I'm not a fighter. (laughs) I took Capoeira for like maybe two semesters in college, but that's about it. Um, our director, photographer, DP, writer Christopher Sheffield is also our stunt coordinator um so he put together I know he does a lot he put together um, all of the fight sequences and I think we filmed a total of three fight sequences while we were in Phoenix in December um and because it's an indie and because we are working with such a small skeleton crew and just a few cast members um we filmed half the film in approximately seven days. So we were knocking out maybe 20 pages per day. Um, It's about, I think it's like 120 pages of of script. Um, So yeah, it was, it was insane. But because, you know, we have so much love for each other and so much respect for each other and the project, everybody was professional, you know, things went smoothly. you know, 5 a.m. call times, and we were maybe done at maybe 12, which actually is a short day on on, <laughs> on set. And, um, you know, great food and people working together um, really made that process easy. So on a project that could have been a nightmare, literally on the body and, you know, mentally, it it was one of the best film experiences I've had personally. Um, my body killed <laughs> for about two weeks after that, just because I don't, first of all, I don't work out, period. I just don't do it. I go up a flight of stairs and I need to take a break at the top. <laughs> um, but, you know, because of the adrenaline, because of the time crunch and what we needed to get done, um, I had to pull through it. And uh, and two weeks later, I've got a rock and bod. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, that's great. I hope you guys, uh, do you know how much money um, you need? Yeah, I think this time around it's 4000 or 6000 It's one of the two. And um, in our prior Indiegogo, we managed to raise approximately 9000 So we, we think we can do another four. And it's about another 15 15 to 20 days left in that Indiegogo. So I think we can do it. We'll be fine. Awesome. I I believe in you. I mean, it sounds pretty awesome. And you're just one character in it, so I can only imagine the other ones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh. (laughs) I can't wait to see people's reactions to this one. It's insane. (laughs) It's insane. Well, this is the uh, Black Girl Nerd uh, podcast. So what are the nerd things that you're into? I mean, do you see the shirt that I'm right now? <laughs> gotcha. I had to make sure I wore it. It's one of my favorites. I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon so much. Um, <laughs> I still play my Nintendo DS. Um, I'm into anime. But if you ask me what kind, I don't think I could tell you. <laughs> anime was FA. And, um, um, oh my gosh. Um, 
I'm trying to think. <laughs> don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Girl, you're supposed to help me. Yeah. I am more the superhero type in like, you know, ask me about superheroes. I got you. <laughs> Anime. I don't know. <laughs> so, no, okay, then I'll just move on. I love anime. Um, I love K-pop. I don't know if that's is that nerdy. Is that nerdy? I mean, it's, it's something you can geek over. So, I guess bad. It's terrible. It's an obsession. I'm such trash for it. <laughs> like, like every spare chance I I get, I'm something that. Oh, and also, I have I have. Harry Potter, Sandy. I think I have Hermione, Harry, and Ron. Ooh. Yes, girl. And it's Deathly Hallows. So it's like the actual, oh, and my banner, it's huge. It's as large as my wall. It's not up because um, I don't know what to hang it with without damaging the walls. <laughs> and I got this. It's a uh, Harry Potter film wizardry. Ooh, that's cool. Yes, I, I cried when I got it. <laughs> I nerd out. That that makes you a nerd. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm honored. I think I have a, a Harry Potter wand that I thought was really cool, and every now and then I'll just put it in my shoe. It makes me feel all special. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? I would do the same thing if I still had my wand, but somebody thieved it when I went to the Deathly Hallows premiere. Oh, girl, I was hot. That ain't right. I was, hot. I was so offended. That's okay. You know what? I live in California. And they're opening up the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I did go to the soft open this past weekend for my birthday, and I cried like a baby. <laughs> I had butterbeer, and I devoured that. Um, I think it was shepherd's pie. It was delicious, and I cried. <laughs> I, I probably would have, too. That sounds awesome. I mean, especially, you're right there. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, you see everything from the Hogwarts Express, and then, like, the cat... First of all, the castle is the first thing you see, but I was trying to like do the world justice and look at everything as it should be seen. And then I went into Ollivanders and I cried again. I pretty much broke down. It was it was pretty bad. Like all these little kids were like, "Is she okay?" And I'm like, "Look, don't worry about me. This is my childhood. You don't know you don't know what I've gone through for the last like decade." I've been waiting for my letter. Right, like still waiting. Patiently, impatiently. <laughs> So, um, do you know about cosplay? I do. Do you ha have you ever cosplayed? I have. Like what? Tell me, tell me. Um, have you played the game or have you seen um, Let's Plays of The Last of Us? Yes. I cosplayed Riley. I'm a little jealous. That's cool. I mean, oh, like there's so much I have to send you. Yeah, I'll send you pictures, but I had... Christopher Sheffield, the director of Split Lip, he's also a photographer. And I had him take pictures of me. Um, we found this mall that's, like, always dead. <laughs> and I photoshopped a bunch of clickers in there. And, like, I had a gun. And, like, oh, it was great. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the pictures. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's the only, the only person I've cosplayed. I'm going to – I plan to cosplay as – like a human, female Lucario. I'd love to do that. That's next on the list. And um, Powerline from a Goofy movie. I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you would be my favorite person in the world. Like, I, I figured only a few people would, like, the new cosplayers probably, you know, younger, like us and younger would probably wouldn't know. But 
I'd get it and it'd be cool. Thank you. Dream is mine. I'm about to, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I'll walk through Disneyland. <laughs> oh my god. I would I would want to be like the bigger lady with the cool hat thing or the hair. Yes. <laughs> I'll do her. <laughs> She's like singing. Yes. I'll be I'll be practicing um maybe next year. Um we'll have it all worked out. Wait. Well, since you follow cosplay, have you um, been lo- watching the 29 Days of Black Cosplay? No. What is that? Oh, my gosh. So it was started by, um, I want to say her name is Shaka Cumberbatch. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. But it's just a celebration of Black cosplayers. You know, just like Black History Month, but it's with Black cosplayers. So every day they'll announce some um, cosplayers are like, give them their name and say, this is what, you know, they stand for. This is what they believe in. This is the kind of costumes they do. Yeah, yeah. If you just look up the hashtag, you'll see amazing cosplayers. And so, and and, then usually ask them, there's like an article every week on, um, every day, I think, on blackgirlsnerd.com where um, they'll ask them and interview them, you know, what have they, what are some negative things they've seen? What are some positive things? What advice they have for black cosplayers, you know, wanting to get out there and stuff like that. So it's really awesome. Oh, I'd love to check that out. Just search the hashtag click and click and you'll just see a whole bunch of great people. But um, I think this has been an amazing interview. You are very nice. And I thank you for your friend, Chris. He's awesome for like giving you to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. When he told me, I was like, stop. What do I do? Who cool is that? Black oh, nerds? Come on. Cool. I'll live for this. Yes, this is great. Well, um, if you have any social medias or things that we can follow you on, just shout those out. Sure. Um, so my Twitter is Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-A-Y. Um, that's my Twitter handle. I have a website, but the URL link is mad long. Again, it's Dorsey.wix.com slash official And you can see all kinds of stuff about split lip. Um, I, I did this other short film. I think that's up there too. Um, my real other acting um, things and know-how about me are there as well. Uh, you won't be able to find me on Facebook. Sorry. Uh, but again, uh, Dorsey for my Instagram as well. And I cannot wait for split lip. Like so excited. So. I'm so glad you're excited. I hope you uh, live up to your expectations. Thank you. Thank you. So everybody go out there and go look up split lip and go watch it. Yes, please. We'd love you if you did. Thank you so much. And just another friendly reminder that Black Girl Nerds is covering South by Southwest this year. So follow the hashtag BGNSXSW. Again, that's hashtag BGNSXSW for all of your South by Southwest coverage, courtesy of Black Girl Nerds.